welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Hit, the podcast where now we're a Star Trek Picard podcast. Um, I'm Tyler, and with me today is Troy and Eric. How's it going? Glad to be here. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Troy. I'm, I'm Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know nothing about Star Trek. Today we're talking about the first episode of Star Trek Picard. Um, I, I know Troy is a huge Star Trek fan, and I'm assuming Eric is too. Uh, you you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been having a whole side conversation about Star Trek, and I think Eric and I are on pretty equal footing in terms of Star <laughs> Trek fandom. Um, have you both seen like everything? I think it's safe to say I've seen every episode and movie at least three times. So yeah, nice. I have not seen every episode three times. I have seen every episode at least once, most of them twice. I figured I'm about twice. to go to my second rewatch of Enterprise, which will be interesting. Because you're currently rewatching yeah. everything with your wife, right? Correct. So I've watched them all before on my own, and then some of them I've rewatched on my own again, and then now I'm working through a, a rewatch with my wife, and we've watched together Next Gen DS9, and we finished Voyager uh two days ago so that we could watch the last two next gen movies and then get to picard so yeah we watched a lot of voyager this weekend <laughs> and it kind of melted my brain a little bit and you guys are actually doing like every single episode right we watched every single one like I, when we got to the start of season seven i was like should we maybe like look up a list of like essential ones and she was like nope we're doing this if we're here we're gonna watch all of them completionist all right, i respect that <laughs> Yeah, I I wouldn't want to watch a show skipping. I'm I'm doing something similar with my show right now because I mean with <laughs> I'm doing something similar <laughs> with my fiance right now <laughs> because uh it's Star Trek sort of an episodic show, so it's one of the few shows you can kind of do that where you can pick like the best of episodes and kind of be okay right. skipping certain things. Um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> For most of Star Trek, that's definitely the case, but that's not the case for Star Trek Picard, the one we're here to talk about today. In order to really appreciate this show, you'd have to know a whole bunch of stuff about prior episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like Just like Tyler who da- doesn't. Who Data is. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong about that. <laughs> I've been really curious about Tyler's perspective on this, because he's coming to this fresh. And it's pretty clear from that last episode that, uh, yeah. Uh, he's probably pretty confused about what just happened. I so I was so confident that I knew who Data was until the first scene <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> it's not the reading rainbow guy. <laughs> um, Tyler, I hear you wrote a a breakdown of the episode from the perspective of someone who had no idea what was going on. Yep, there's a lot of this thing happened what's that (laughs) so i'm excited yeah Yeah, i can't wait to hear this (laughs) uh so let's get into it uh so i forgot the the name of this episode is remembrance right yep i think so so star trek picard episode one remembrance picard retired from starfleet decades ago he quit because he was trying to save romulan life but then synthetic life killed them and burned down mars no one knows why and mars is still burning to this day uh meanwhile a young woman got accepted into some kind of school 
Some people come and kill her boyfriend, who's some kind of alien with vertical eyelids. They try to kidnap her, but then she activates and kills them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that part's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she seeks out Picard after having a vision of him and finds him just after he did an embarrassing interview. He asks her to stay so that he can help her, but she runs away overnight. Picard finds a painting his friend Data who does not have a visor, like electronic visor <laughs> thing, uh, <laughs> made called Daughter. And it got a pic- it's got a picture of a woman in it who looks just like that woman from before. Um, so Picard talks to her and explains that she's probably an android. And she's like, you're saying I don't have a soul. And then he's like, no, you're very special. And then some guys come to try and kill her. One spits on her and she explodes. Um <laughs> Picard. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was kind of a weird moment, but yeah. I'm going to need you to explain the spit later. <laughs> I've got um, theories. So then, oh, so there's no actual answer? I thought that was like maybe an established thing. Well, I think it was just a, a weird, exaggerated version of like the false tooth suicide pill thing. They just yeah. have suicide pills that also let them make people Murder. explode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of that explosion, Picard, an actual 80-year-old man, uh, is thrown <laughs> back by the explosion several yards. Like, he goes so far. I'm glad I wasn't the only one worried about him at that point. <laughs> like, he just, like, wakes up in bed the next day and he's fine. Which, I mean, I know they have advanced, like, medical stuff because we see, like, earlier on where, like, they, like, laser her cutaway or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah. That would be a, they used a dermal regenerator on her sure yeah that that makes sense (laughs) a laser a healing laser so anyways he wakes up he goes to um some science place and this woman shows him a copy of his old friend data who is in now in parts and Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then the scientist is like you can't make synthetic life like data unless you have his circuitry or something and then She's like, but if you did have that, it'd be really easy. And so then apparently someone had that and then they made twin androids. And that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting the the very ending scene where we see the twin talking to someone about having a sister and it zooms out and she's in a giant cube. It looks like a Death Star, but it's yes. a cube instead of a spear. A death, <laughs> a death cube. A death cube. That's pretty accurate. And that's the first yeah, that, that episode. Wasn't, that wasn't that bad, Tyler. I think you did. Yeah, you do a pretty good job. <laughs> I kept wanting to call the Romulans rhombuses. Well, that's not right, though. So that would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I learned from... Uh, so Troy himself wrote a summary of this. And I learned from reading that, that uh, that cube thing, I thought it was like, now I want to call them rhombuses again. The Romulans, I thought it was their thing, but it's apparently a Borg thing. Yeah, that's so we'll yeah. we'll start there at the end. Uh, I think the form <laughs> of the episode is going to be kind of us answering your questions. Um, so they called that the Romulan reclamation site, I believe is the, the title card that popped up on screen. But yeah. that structure is a Borg cube. Um, I... Eric, you want to take a shot at like a one sentence description of the Borg? Oh, okay. So the Borg are kind of like a hive mind. Um, There's sort of a metaphor for like uh, corporations, I guess. (laughs) 
Um, kind of, yeah. <laughs> you, you serve the collective. Yeah, there's some uh, like communist uh, overtones there, but they basically um, assimilate other cultures into themselves. And um, yeah, that's kind of their thing. The line is uh, your biological and technological distinctiveness will be added to our own. They like they just they show up. They're, they're space zombies. Yeah, and they uh, huh. they turn you into a space zombie and they travel in real big cubes. And so normally a board <laughs> cube showing up like like one board cube destroyed like all of Starfleet's fleet at one point. So, yeah, yeah, they're not something to be taken lightly. And yet here's a bunch of Romulans just hanging out in a board cube so that's weird yeah so I, what i thought was really cool was it looked like it was like an archaeological dig site so i'm guessing this is what after the borg have kind of been defeated what, what did you get from that tyler <sighs> that would be a big jump or, or troy the gone. sorry we, okay yeah you want to know what i, I got just from that watched... <laughs> 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 yeah tyler let me hear what you've got yeah we, we would love to story. hear what you think <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I think there was like, I don't, did they even mention Borg in this episode? Not really, but there's um, a couple references in the title sequence. Yeah. And like and some Picard, subtle Locutus. Uh, yeah. Dodge asks him if he's ever like known what it's like to not be yourself. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. And that's oh. definitely a reference to a Borg thing that happened. But they didn't explicitly talk about it. Oh, I thought it was just a reference to depression. No, he was a Borg <laughs> once. He he what? got he got turned into a space zombie. Yeah, I was wondering if we should tell Tyler that. Should we say that there's spoilers he, for like all Star Trek in this? Yeah, spoilers for everything. <laughs> um, I think did, there's a little you know bit of a Vader's delay. Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, Troy said something about water. <laughs> Oh, what was that, Troy? Hello? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, do you remember what we were talking about? Uh, spoilers for all of Star Trek is what we were talking about. Okay. Uh, oh, because yeah. <laughs> I was telling you about how um, Picard was a space zombie once, but Tyler, don't worry. He got better. <laughs> that, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, he's one of two people in all of Star Trek history to get better from being full on space zombie. Is he special or like he just had special medicine or, uh, well, he was special in that <laughs> the space zombies. Now here's what happened, Tyler. The space zombies <laughs> decided that instead of speaking with a collective voice, they wanted to have an individual voice. And, uh, the creators of Star Trek hadn't yet come up with the concept of them having a queen, like a queen bee. They now have sure. a queen, but they hadn't had that idea yet. So they assimilated Picard to be their mouthpiece. So, so he, he was, was their like, queen. He was their queen. Yeah, he was their space <laughs> zombie queen. Uh, and because of that, and True. because the doctor was really good, they fixed it. I know, I've never been quite clear on why they were able to fix him. But... Even after he was fixed, he was a little bit traumatized by it. You could tell it kind of stuck with him because in a way he was sort of complicit in like the destruction of like the entire fleet. He and killed Mars a lot of people. being burned? Yeah. No, no, no. This is way before bad. Mars. Oh, so he had the fleet destroyed twice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually he did. Now that you mention it. <laughs> 
Well, then there was this other time that a Borg cube showed up and also destroyed the <laughs> fleet. And then they went back in time because really their plan was to go back to when yeah, Earth hadn't yet met alien species and assimilate humans then. Uh, but Picard followed them back in time and he fixed it. You know, as cool. dumb as that movie sounds, it's still one of the best Star Trek movies ever. I don't know if Troy agrees with you or not. He got real quiet. Uh, <laughs> it's your opinion on so, okay. so one of the questions I asked you, Tyler, last week was lasers or feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said lasers. Based on you saying <laughs> lasers, I think you'd probably like First Contact a lot. It's a good lasers sci-fi movie. But to me, Star Trek is best when it's about feelings, not lasers. There's a little and... bit of feelings in there. But yeah, you're right. It's mostly lasers. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not bad but and when yeah. things go too much lasers they get real bad <laughs> yeah that would that would be nemesis which was the most recent star oh, trek movie yeah, uh, in this timeline that. yeah that one that one is all lasers and they were like <laughs> all right tyler let me give you a premise what if jean-luc picard had to go up against himself but an evil version of himself played by tom cool? hardy but what if we made it Tom Hardy instead of Patrick Stewart? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say it was just him, but the Borg version of him. No, that would have been rad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Stewart versus yeah. Patrick Stewart. Instead, what? it's Tom Hardy. See, why And you was have it? to sit there with Patrick Stewart on one side of the screen and Tom Hardy on the other side of the screen and <laughs> pretend that they're the same person. <laughs> That's weird. It was very weird. I don't know what my cat's doing right now, but he wants to be part of this podcast. <laughs> uh, um, your cat has to be named Spot for the duration of the recording. It does look like a lot like Spot. Does Spot have three legs? Well, I mean, he has at least three legs. Okay, because this is a Star Wars cat. This is Chewy. <laughs> um, now, if you had to guess, Tyler, what character we've talked about in the Star Wars pantheon had a cat named Spot, who would you guess? Oh, that's a good one. I have no clue. I it's it's a character we've talked about already. It is a character that has been mentioned. Yes. Uh I guess Data because we've talked about two people. <laughs> the robot has a cat. Okay. Because I know Picard it, it used to not be a pet person apparently. And uh like people were upset that he has a dog now. Really? Yeah, oh, and man, people were really that. upset that it's a pit bull. I think it's great that it's a pit bull. Pitties are so sweet. Yeah, yeah and the, the only reason dog. he has a dog is because uh, Patrick Stewart uh, recently adopted pit bulls and like loves them. <laughs> and he's that. like pissed that he can't take them back to London because they're banned. Oh, was that so. his own dog? I don't uh, think it was so. Not. I actually oh, okay. did a little research onto this because um, I was going to say like if he loves his dog, that that dog is not fixed. <laughs> he's just got his balls just fixed. swinging around like swing swing <laughs> swing swing yeah um so i looked up the dog that played number one his mm-hmm. name is denaro and everyone <laughs> said that he was really really sweet but he he didn't have a lot of acting experience and apparently he was not Aww. a great actor dog so he was actually supposed to be in the episode quite a bit more than he was but he was like too lovey and like Aww. just wanted pets from everybody so they were like okay we need to cut the dog out of the scene because he's just trying to get everyone to pet him instead of acting That's funny he looked like he was doing a good job to me yeah he was a very good boy he's a good puppy they're all good <laughs> dogs yeah um do you know what the significance of number one is tyler i i don't 
I bet you didn't even realize that that was significant. So here's, okay. Tyler, here's the thing. <laughs> Eric, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. How yes. far into this episode did it take for you to go like, ah, like just like that, that moment of like sentimentality? Probably about less than a minute. Uh-huh. And I yep. kept doing that for the next, uh-huh. how, what, how long is this episode? <laughs> about 43 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The duration. The duration. Just the whole thing. The whole fact, thing. My fiance, so much... she kept getting irritated with me because I was like, oh my God, it's the thing. And then, you know, <laughs> that episode. And she was like, just shut up. I'm trying to watch this thing. <laughs> so right off show. the bat, right off the bat, you have the Enterprise D, which yeah. made me so happy. Yeah. Because they didn't. They didn't show the Enterprise E. It was the Enterprise D that they showed, which for Tyler, he's like, it is a spaceship. But Tyler, that was the ship from the show. And what you don't know is that ship done blowed up real good. And then they got a new ship in the movies and it kind of looked real cool, but it wasn't home. And the ship they that they the showed same. in that opening? <laughs> how Tyler, you, Tyler, sir? if you were to guess how many Enterprises there are in the Star Trek franchise, how many would you say? I, I don't know. Is the Enterprise just like a name of a ship because like i assume there's a lot in that same style so you're correct on that the enterprise is a gal this enterprise is a galaxy class (laughs) ship so there's a lot of galaxy class ships but the enterprise is the flagship uh and the one that the one that was in the opening was the enterprise Mm -hmm. d picard also then commanded the enterprise e after that so based on that how many ships called enterprise do you think there have been Uh, there's at least five Did you say E? Yep. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to say there's eight. I can name seven. <laughs> yeah, I think I he's think close. Of. Yeah. Yeah. So there was the Enterprise in the original series. Which okay. is was, Constitution class. Not that it matters. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, which was just different <laughs> ship design. Yeah. And it was the NCC 1701. No yep. bloody A, no bloody B, no bloody C, <laughs> and no bloody D. And then there's the D, B, though. C, and D, and E after that. But before all those, after them, was the Starship Enterprise NX-01, which is from the show Star Trek Enterprise, which came after but takes place before. Yeah, it was a prequel. It's kind of a prototype, I don't know. I guess it's a prequel is a much more concise way of saying it came after, but takes place before. <laughs> uh, so you want to talk about some stuff in the show? <laughs> okay. So I, I got a question. I got a question for, uh, sorry for Troy here. I keep getting sure. you guys mixed up. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so Troy, when you saw the enterprise D, what were your first mm-hmm. thoughts as far as story wise? Um, did you think it was uh, a flashback? I, I kind of thought that it was like a holodeck program, but it's I didn't I'll really you. know what to think, to be honest. I mean, I clearly I was like, this is not reality because it can't be because that <laughs> ship done blowed up real good. Uh, but I was like, so like swept away at that yeah. point with the magic of like, it's new Star Trek starring Picard that it didn't even occur to me to like think about what was happening right up until like Data's hand shows up in frame. And I was like, oh, Data's dead. This is a dream. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, it, instantly that solidified for me where we were at. Uh, so can we talk about how beautiful this show is? It's like, gorgeous. Yeah, it looks so good. All the CGI looks like movie quality. 
one of the things I love about the style of the show is that it's very distinct from Discovery, which is the other Star Trek show that's uh, currently going on CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Discovery is like more of like an actiony um, adventure show, uh, Picard's definitely more of a character piece. Um, but you can also see like they're they're visually distinctive. Yeah. So when I think about Star Trek. Just from the bits I've seen, other than uh, the movies, I think about just kind of like low budget special effects, like nothing looking that great. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> the original series came out in the 60s, so it hasn't aged all that well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking of I, my aunt used to watch some. I I have, I have to step away for a second. My cat's doing something. I don't know what, but he's making so much noise i'll be oh, right back okay hope everything's all right <laughs> uh, no he's in the sink and he i think he's playing with like the thing that catches like food in the kitchen sink oh i gotcha yeah, yeah. he's crazy yeah no worries Okay. I think we might have lost Troy there. Yeah. Oh, Troy's back. Oh, there he is. Everything I had to right? take the dog out. Oh. oh. <laughs> I understand. Okay. I sent a message on Discord, but I didn't tag anybody, so probably no one saw it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's okay, because I had to step away because my wife came out to make salsa, and like she put sour cream and salsa. That is what making salsa is. And then she put the sour cream spoon into the sink, and then my cat was in the sink. <laughs> licking the spoon so it's just like click 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 that's a, that's good audio <laughs> <laughs> now back to the show um we're talking about how good it looks and how i associate star trek with like really cheap looking <gasps> effects how dare you <laughs> well if you're thinking about the original series then yeah you're totally spot on if you think about later star trek some of it's actually pretty good in the special effects department that's the thing like i i'm not thinking about the original series because like i've that's the one i've seen the most of um Mm -hmm. and i don't know like you kind of just like it is what it is it's old but some of the newer things i've seen like an episode or like bits of and like it kind of just looked bad yeah even some of the effects from like shows like voyager and enterprise don't really hold up super well and part of the reason i think is the over-reliance on cg in those ones but uh even like early tng looks rough i mean i i think it all suffers from like it's right in that era where like you said eric they're starting to use a lot of cg but even beyond that like it looks close enough to modern that it's easy to judge it from a modern perspective yeah. Whereas the original series like don't look anywhere near modern, so That's it, a gets, good point. it gets a it gets a pass. Um I do like in this show, and this is something I, I heard another podcast mention as well. I can't think of which one, or I'd credit them, but oh well. Uh <laughs> I like the color palette because it is so much warmer than Discovery. I heard Derek mentioning that the Discovery is the contemporary Star Trek show, which is very like slick and cool colors yeah a lot of like blues and uh you know uh silver i think yeah Yeah. blue silver purples and this show like had a ton of warm colors and it's because like it's on earth this is tyler this i don't know if you would expect this or not but this is like 
other than maybe three or four episodes, the only time we've spent a significant amount of time on Earth in Star Trek. Like, Earth is very important, and we yeah. talk about Earth a lot in Star Trek, but almost no time actually gets spent there. Because, I mean, it's it's a Star Trek. They're out trekking amongst the stars, not actually on Earth. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny, actually. Uh, Earth comes up in the movies a lot because it's always in peril, but it almost never shows up in the series. Yeah. Um... What else do we need to talk about? Uh, back to the the dreams thing. Okay, Did you so guys. Sorry, I, I'm just I'm struggling a little bit because I feel like there is Picard having prophetic dreams because that feels like magic to me, and that's not a thing in Star Trek. No, I think he, I think he has PTSD over what happened on Mars, honestly, and uh, you know he can't get over the loss of his friend. You know he was very close with Data. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I didn't really read it as prophecy more as he's, um, uh, yeah, just, uh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> yeah. He's, I don't, uh, oh, there were parts to me where I don't know, like his, his dreams were seemed like I don't, something might be wrong with him or like maybe he's not himself. Maybe he's a Borg again. I don't know. Mm, that would be interesting. There could be remnants of Locutus in there. I So That's the two point. dreams that we see, the the second one has like an immediate real world application because he's dreaming that Data's painting a painting and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, snap. That's where I recognize the girl from was the painting. But that to me isn't necessarily prophecy because that could be just like his subconscious brain put together that that's where he recognized her from. And so yeah, totally. in his dreams, he kind of reminded himself. But the first one, the thing that gets me mm-hmm. is he's playing poker with Data and the hand that Which Data was a nice down. reference to the last episode of TNG, by the way. Yeah. So good. The last scene, Again, yeah. Back Tyler to the emotional beats. <laughs> oh my God. The fact yeah. that there were I almost started crying. Poker. I almost started See, crying right too. there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tyler, on the Star Trek Next so Generation, confused. there's this ongoing bit where a lot of the senior staff get together and play poker. And it's, a, listen, Star Trek exists in a post-scarcity society. There is no economy in the Federation, so they just play poker for the hell of it. But Picard's never there. It's always the rest of the senior officers. And Picard never feels like he can. He never explicitly says it, but he feels like he can't because he's like the ship daddy and he's not allowed to be, you know, be friends with his friends because he has to be in charge of his friends. And then the very last <laughs> thing that happens in the very last episode is he realizes that there's family and he should totally go play poker with him. And he goes and he plays poker with him and he looks around and smiles at everyone and he goes, I should have done this a long time ago. And that's where Next Generation ended. Oh. Um, so with you having that heartwarming, like how much you feel about it, can I talk about the fact that, sorry, moving my cat again, stop it. (laughs) Stop rubbing on the laptop. Um, I know it's really cheesy how, so I watched this twice. The first time it didn't bother me. The second time it's really cheesy to me how he's like, your, your tell is that you don't have a tell. Like, I thought that was cute. You fake a pupil thing. Because dream Data's, logic. Okay. Yeah. One dream logic. <laughs> Two, that could potentially be some weird prophecy thing. Because the hand, that's what I was saying earlier. He has five queens of hearts in his hand. That feels mm-hmm. important. And if that's uh, important, then queens. this is prophecy, and I hate it. But Oh my god, that could be four, some foreshadowing. <laughs> I never I put that together. Uh oh, data. So 
Tyler, Data's Data's greatest aspiration uh, at the start of Next Gen is to be human. Like, he wants to be human. And then over the course of the show and the movies, he kind of realizes that, like, he's pretty cool as he is. And, like, his, the, 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 there are things about humanity that are great and important for him to, like, bring into his own character, but that he doesn't need to strive to actually be human himself. So the tell was interesting to me because that was, like, just a little bit of Data, like, faking having a human thing but he didn't really i don't know it was i, I thought it was kind of cute it was a nice touch yeah well yeah um so what did you guys think about the actual like um opening like title animations do you have any thoughts on that it's not the worst opening in star trek because it didn't have lyrics <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Um I I liked it. Um it's I think I like Discovery's opening a little bit better, but when I watched uh the Picard opening the second time, I noticed a few things I didn't notice before. There's like some real subtle symbolism going on there. Um I think I might have mef- <laughs> I think I might have mentioned uh, a reference to Lacutus in there. Um like it kind of shows like a red eye at one point. Um, yeah, I, I saw the key. eye being like grown. It looked like I think yeah. watching it the second time, I was like, oh, there's imagery in here that tells you about like synthetic life being born and stuff. But it's also like vague and abstract that on the first watch, I just I, I zoned out. I, well, I thought it was <laughs> interesting that it starts out. There's like, I don't know. It looks like a shard of glass you're like following. Yeah. And it's like cutting the background open which i think is like a picture of picard at the beginning and you just follow this piece of glass and i don't know that's part of what makes me think like maybe he's not himself i don't know yeah maybe i don't know know. i'm sure it'll have more meaning by the end of the series or the end of that's kind of what i'm expecting but based on just the first episode i feel like illuminated some of the imagery i think as the show goes on more of that's going to make sense um did but you catch the the, the, the fleet music? Me. The what? The fleet music. The fleet I think music. that was so. I think it was a reference to. There's this episode called uh, the Inner Light, mm-hmm. and it's it's a really emotional episode where Picard lives an entire life um, on this other planet, and uh, the only thing that was left of that civilization was a flute. And so they kept referencing that um, later on in the show. But I think the flute music in the title sequence here was kind of resonant of that, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's a good call. Yeah. Tyler, did did that episode (laughs) description make any sense to you at all? Um, I didn't read the whole thing. I just read like the first. Oh, no. No, what Eric just said. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. It's It's, it's a weird episode, but it's a really good one. It's uh, it's a tearjerker for sure. It is. And that's the um, thing. I think I think a lot of the best Trek episodes are very um, emotional and thought provoking. I always mm-hmm. think of like DS9's The Visitor. And that's something mm-hmm. that really sets Star Trek apart from things like Star Wars. You know, it's uh, it sits with you. Um, so since you guys were like super like hit with nostalgia from the beginning, how did you <laughs> feel when uh, Picard goes to the Star uh starfleet archive and it's just like a nostalgia room it's just it's just where picard keeps all of his neat starfleet stuff 
including the Captain Picard Day sign. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, what's going on with that? Like that was nice. That was a nice. So there's touch. this. So, there's this episode called. Oh man, which one it's was not, that? It's not Younglings. No. Oh, it's. Uh, is it Disaster? Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't know. It's an episode where. Uh, a bunch of something happens on the ship and everybody's separated and captain picard's stuck with a bunch of little kids and he has to like be like all right you're going to help get get through this adventure little kid you're number one you're my number one now kid um (laughs) but at the start of it they're having captain picard day no wait that's not that episode because that's the science fair episode but anyway they're just celebrating captain picard it's the kids like it Uh, i'm a role model (laughs) he says are these kids in space or oh yeah there's kids in space totally yeah, uh, okay. The Enterprise D has families aboard, which Why? I always felt kind of weird about because they also fought, <laughs> you know, all these like, you know, very dangerous alien civilizations. They were constantly getting into wars, so you would think that would be a bad idea. But I don't know. It felt more like a cruise ship when they weren't you fighting. You can't just pick apart seven years of one of the best se- or best sci-fi shows <laughs> in existence just by saying, Why, Tyler? That's not fair. Come on. Well, I mean, would that not be like if people took like people in the military like took their families on like aircraft carriers and they're just like you live here now (laughs) the difference is i think the justification is that they're out in space so they're gone for like years possibly decades like Uh, are they usually in the original series aren't they on like a five-year mission or something like that yeah but they go back to earth all the time so that they can like check in or go back (laughs) in time to the 60s to hang out with a spy and his hot assistant who's also a cat um but uh i think that my my argument for this (laughs) my argument for this would be um that hmm, they went back to the 90s not the 60s my argument would be that they're not a military vessel (laughs) they did um they are uh starfleet is a uh it's not a military organization it is like a militaristic organization in terms of its command structure but mm-hmm. it is not actually a military it is focused more on exploration i mean that's you know the opening of star trek right like the to explore strange new worlds seek out new life new civilization <laughs> I, I vaguely know it yeah yeah th- that's starfleet's mission directive so it is not a war vessel Unless you go into the alternate timeline where the Enterprise C was sent forward in time, which prevented it from saving an alien ship, which meant that the Federation never formed an alliance with those aliens. So they're still at war with those aliens in the present. And then it's a warship until they send the Enterprise C back in time uh, with Captain um, uh, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. He's the captain of the Enterprise C at the end of that episode. And they send him back in time so that he can sacrifice himself so that we form an alliance. And then... Uh, it fixes it and it's not a warship anymore. Yeah, that was a good episode, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was an episode? That yeah, sounded that like several episodes. Like <laughs> That's no, one episode. Season. No, it should have been a season. It was great, but no, it was one episode. And it's bonkers. Whoopi Goldberg it's amazing. Was up, though. She was yes. like, this ain't right. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> saves the day in that one. And it's amazing. And yeah. uh, I think Worf drinks some prune juice or something. I don't know. It's a weird one, but it's good. It's a warrior's drink. okay um so yeah what did what did y'all think about uh, i think her name was dodge Mm what do you think about her okay uh i liked the character of dodge overall the intro to the character like 
you meet her. She's hanging out with her boyfriend. It's kind of cute. They're going to have vanilla milkshakes before they bone down, which seems like a bad idea. Um, <laughs> he bleeds but, vertically. Yeah, he does because he's from Men in Black. Um, <laughs> the problem I had with her was then when she like she activates. It was a cool action scene, but I was like, it, it was lasers. It didn't feel like Star Trek to me. It felt a little too like a lot of other genre shows that I've seen when she's like, suddenly I'm a super cool BA ninja and I'm going to kick everybody's butts. Uh, well, and right away, then, it's kind of giving away the fact that she's an android. So when Picard figures it out something. later, it's not, yeah. you know, not much of a reveal, you know? Well, well, I mean, activated could be like the whole like sleeper agent thing. Like, but no, she was sure, literally like but... she was activated because she's a robot and she was activated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you, if you don't know that androids are like a thing, like it's kind of surprising. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. I I figured it out. <laughs> part way through the episode that she was going to be data's daughter um it wasn't super obvious to me i mean like that scene like you said eric you know something's up but i wasn't certain that it was going to be that she was an android um Um, okay so i gotta ask when they showed the painting and they said the title was daughter uh did you think of that episode with uh data's well data's daughter (laughs) because he kind of had one uh, it was sort of yeah. tragic, but uh, I wonder if that's going to tie daughter? in at all. Because Picard <laughs> said he always wanted a daughter. So there was this one time where Data called all of his closest friends to his science lab where he was doing science experiments. So he could be like, check it out. I made a daughter and or a child. And uh, <laughs> they were like a formless uh, biped. And he took them to the holodeck so they could try on different bodies. And they picked a... Um, uh, they picked a female character avatar to be their avatar. So then she became his daughter and her name was Lol and she was doing really good. She was working in the bar. Then she made out with Riker for a little bit. Um, and then uh, she started repeating herself like in the middle of a convert, convert, convert conversation like that. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, so she shit, stutter. She's, she's dying. And then she died. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, because uh her so so data's a really special android he uh-huh. has this positronic net um that could not ever got, be he's duplicated got blood and stuff no he doesn't no that's well, ridiculous no, the, picard said he had blood and stuff no no that's ridiculous because no um, no he asked the science lady the terminator no he's yeah, like yeah no 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 he's like could you make an android with like blood and stuff yeah, like yeah. Real human blood and stuff. And he's, she's he like, asked oh, if well, he could no, do that. stupid. Well, so Dodge, I think, does have blood and stuff. Data Dodge does has not. Blood and stuff. Data huh. does not. Although it's weird uh, that Data can eat and drink, right? I, I never really got that. But um, I think it's like the same thing as Odo, where like he can eat and drink. Oh, Odo's Did a shapeshifter who uh, <laughs> has no actual physical form. He's just like a little puddle of goo. But then huh. um, he eventually got poked enough by scientists that he like poked a finger out of his little goo puddle. And then he learned to take on the whole form of a humanoid creature, except for he's not very good at noses. So his nose always looks weird. Um, and also he can change his clothing by just going like, Froop, which means his clothing is part of his body, which means he's naked all the time. And sometimes <laughs> he likes to eat and drink. But since point. he doesn't have a digestive system, he just like either eats it and i guess like holds it in his belly which i guess is basically what we do or sometimes what he'll do is he'll have a cup and he'll drink from the cup and then he'll put the cup down and the cup will refill because it turns out that the cup and the liquid was all just him all along so i i I think we should have troy explain all of star trek to tyler in this podcast (laughs) over the next like what 48 hours (laughs) 
As, hey, when references come up, I'll keep explaining them. I have no problem with that. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to get back to Dodge. Uh, do you think her mom's Listen, real? You should get out of Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good point. I, I think I think her mom is real. I think her mom's inside her. I think her mom's like part of her programming or something. Because she was all like glitchy and like new things that she shouldn't. I did not get that at all when I watched it. <laughs> I heard another podcast mention that theory and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I just thought her mom, I thought, here's what I thought. I thought her mom was working for the Romulans. And she I was like, so you too. have to go find Picard because as Picard mentions later, you can't find Picard unless you have security clearance or unless you're like a super cool flesh and blood robot who can hack into the system. So mm-hmm. I thought that she was like, either her mom got like, coerced or that was a hologram of her mom and it was actually yeah. being controlled by a Romulan who was trying to use Dodge to find Picard but that doesn't really make it's sense like a because deep Picard... fake Skype or something yeah but Picard lives on a piece of property called the Picard Vineyard so if you want to find Picard yeah. it's probably not too hard he's but just over there hanging out with his dog he yeah. was when she had to find him that's yeah he was at Starfleet something archives yeah that's, yeah, that's where he was um yeah, so I thought that was weird. Um, I also, yeah. I don't, like when, so she dies, and then Picard yeah. finds yeah. out she has a twin, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's another one. Cool. I don't have to give a shit about that one. That's the <laughs> I feeling I got. I that, got. too. It was a little <laughs> yeah, they dropped abrupt where he was like, ah, sweet. <laughs> cool. Yep. He's like, um, yeah. So I'm going to take this back to Nemesis. Uh which That's is where the, the B force from, by the way, the prototype. Right. So, data. so the robot in the drawer that uh-huh. they had. That seems like a like I that like if I saw Troy in a drawer like in pieces, <laughs> I'd be traumatized. <laughs> well, the way that Nemesis happens, they they detect positronic. Ooh, positronic readings. There's only positronic readings. His data, like he's the only one, except for his brother who's evil um, and hangs out he has with a brother sometimes. Yeah, yeah. His name's Lore. Um, but okay. I think he's dead. Maybe I, I think he died. Was there a body? Oh, maybe re- he's still around. Yeah. Oh, I, that would I be interesting. See, I could see lore coming back. Um, but then, so they go to this planet and they're like positronic readings and they find a hand and then they find a foot and then they find a torso and then they find a head and it's data's head. And then they turn him on and it's like, it's like data, but s- stupid, not as developed. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. He kind of plays him. I, before when I've watched Nemesis, I have read it that he was playing Data as like mentally deficient in a way mm. that like really bothered me. This time I was holding my like two month old baby while I watched Brent Spiner's performance as B4, and I was like, oh, he's just playing him like a baby because he's just sitting there like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, that's what my baby does. And so it made it better. So, so B4 is like baby Data. Um, yeah. except for data tried to download all of his existence oh, into no. b4 including his memories in order to help him be smarter but then it didn't work so he died i guess that yeah, happened that's in what i got movies. from the, yeah yeah because there was there was a hint at the end of nemesis that b4 might have retained some of data's memories or something the uh, hint 
The hint, Tyler, is blue skies. Because earlier in Nemesis, Data yeah. sang blue skies at Riker's wedding. And then at the end of the movie, when B4 sitting there being like a big dumb baby, and you're like, I guess he's never going to be Data, he started <laughs> singing blue skies. And you're like, oh, maybe he is going to be Data. And then freaking Star Trek Picard shows up. And the first thing that happens is they're like, here's the Enterprise D and blue skies is playing in the background. How are your feelings, Troy? <laughs> Not great. Accurate. <laughs> Yeah. So quickly explain to me how Mars' atmosphere is on fire when Mars doesn't have an atmosphere. Okay. Terraforming. Um, Terraforming. So one time Kirk was having sex with this girl uh, whose name was, oh God, Eric, help me. What's her name? Which one? Um, the, the, the terraformer <laughs> from, from, from Rathacon. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the one that worked on the Genesis project? Yeah. Uh, David's mom david's mom right so so What's kirk was name? having sex oh, with david's gonna, mom before out, out, david no. was born um and then uh she got into terraforming and she developed this thing that's called the genesis project it's a torpedo you can shoot at a planet and it's marcus gonna carol kill. marcus carol marcus thank you it's gonna Sorry. kill anybody who's on the planet but then it's gonna revitalize the planet and give it like its own atmosphere and make it great so huh. uh terraforming's like super easy to do now like you can do it slow or you can just shoot a terraforming gun at a planet and that'll give it its own like but you have to kill everyone but, first you do well, have to kill everyone on the planet that you might think and that that's a be, like used by a bad guy yeah that becomes a plot point across like three or four movies <laughs> mm-hmm um because it also happens if you shoot a dead body onto the planet then the body will come back but it won't have any of its memories but that's not a big deal as long as you've dumped all of your memories into your friend without their consent (laughs) and then they can take the memories out of them and put them into your body that's a baby version of you but because it's on the genesis planet it's gonna go up real fast so don't even worry about it by the end of the movie it'll be full grown again that's not specific at all (laughs) okay yeah that, that makes sense um, but I think the reason Mars in this case <laughs> is very significant is because that is sort of the Federation's shipyards. That's where all their ships are built, at least at this point. So the fact that it was taken out was kind of like, that's their Pearl Harbor. Like, that's really, really bad. So, yeah. And what, what was, what was crazy was that was kind of a bit, that was a new revelation. Uh, you know. Because we haven't had any uh, Star Trek that took place after Nemesis until now. So it's been like 20 years in the timeline and 20 years in real life. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So a lot of that was new to us. We were like, whoa, what happened? I didn't expect to have to describe. Well, I say have to. I didn't expect (laughs) to decide to describe like rapid fire a whole bunch of different Star Trek stories in this recording. But it's kind of entertaining me. (laughs) i'm looking over my list of questions to see if i have anything unanswered well the good news is that there's nine more episodes of picard so we don't have to cover everything today um Mm -hmm. the last thing i think i want to touch on is that very ending coda where we get uh the romulan reclamation site yeah just to kind of touch on that again because so we have dodge she's a super cool character we all like her a lot she blows up and dies and then now we've got her twin and there's a romulan walking up to her and i want to know what the heck this guy's deal is so tyler we have no idea who this guy is he does look a lot like spock uh or the actor who plays spock in discovery which is weird but i don't think that's significant at all um but he's like 
He knows who she is. He's going to see her specifically. And then he's like, oh, you have a sister. I had a brother once. He died. It was really tragic. And I'm like, that's a weird way to say hello to people. I don't trust that guy. I don't trust that guy at all. Especially the way they filmed him when he was walking in. It was very ominous looking. Yeah. And then did you watch like the preview thing they had for like the whole season? I assume it was for the whole season. You didn't? It was like the last minute of the episode yeah Um, yeah i did they show a lot of him and they're like talking about how she's like in trouble and yeah troy's not listening i mean now it could be a a misdirect (laughs) (laughs) troy doesn't like spoilers my earphones out because i don't want to hear spoilers you can't tell me it's safe to put them back in and then be like no you can't put them back in (laughs) okay for troy's troy's uh sanity we will not talk about spoilers i have seen the trailer for the season and i wish i hadn't seen that because i know a couple things that are coming that i really wish yeah. i didn't know were coming same i kind of wish that they didn't well you know i kind of wish i hadn't seen the trailers or anything uh because yeah. yeah yeah there's a couple couple character reveals that would be pretty significant going into this fresh but we're not going to tell tyler about them because he won't even know who those characters are and it'll be fun for him to try and figure out who they are when they show up yeah <laughs> do you guys think we'll see is it wesley crusher is that who will wheaton plays you know i kind of honestly hope he does show up uh what do you think what do you think troy do you want me to explain another episode because i'm about to <laughs> well okay so does the timeline make sense like, i don't know if he was in the same series as picard or if that was a different so one. That's, that's a good point Listen, yeah so wesley crusher was in the same series as picard and he was on the enterprise and picard doesn't like children but wesley crusher proves himself because he jumps on the bridge and takes over which he shouldn't do but for some reason that makes picard be like you're pretty cool wesley and then wesley it turns out he's a really <laughs> special boy because an alien shows up was like he could turn like thoughts into matter with his mind because he's a really special boy so you got to take a care of him and then seven years later they went to a native american planet in space what (laughs) yeah and that was a weird one native americans were like hey you're a real special boy do you want to go on a spirit quest with us and become a god who floats around space as an incorporeal form and he's like yeah and then in nemesis the movie we keep talking about that just doesn't make any sense he's just it's at a wedding just there, just hanging out. He's like, hey, never I was wandering it. out through space as an incorporeal cloud, but here I am. And he doesn't even have a line because they cut a scene out of the movie. Yeah. That's weird. So I hope not because he should be an incorporeal space cloud floating around time and space. I, I hope they explain why he was at that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably because he got an invite. <laughs> they sent it to Wesley Crusher in space. but yeah no i'd like to see will whedon come back um so all that's to say no go away wesley crusher um do we think and you might know an answer to this based on the previews which i'm going to spoil for myself if you do then do we think there's borg on that borg cube or is it uh, an abandoned board cube? I don't know. They show I know they showed it during the like uh like title sequence, so I knew it's gonna be important, but yeah. What do you think, Eric? I, mean, I know I think nothing it's, about Borg. I think it's a, I think it's a defunct board cube. Um I'd imagine there's probably some drones around, but I don't know if they're like active, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? 
like the, the last time it might be severed Borg, from the collection from the right. collective sorry the last time we saw the Borg in Star Trek continuity is in the season finale or series finale of Voyager and yes. part yeah. of that is that the way the Borg get around are through these things called transwarp corridors which is a way that you can go faster than the fastest speed possible and Voyager blew at least some of those up at the yeah. end of the series and it's unclear to me how much that debilitated the Borg. Um, my wife's thought was that, like, her thought is that that basically killed, at least killed the Borg that were not in the Delta Quadrant. So the Delta I... Quadrant is this whole other section of space. It's real <laughs> far away. And it's where yeah. the Borg are from. But sometimes they come to our section of space. So she thinks that this is a derelict Borg cube that basically, when Voyager blew up the Transwarp Corridor, all the Borgs on that cube were just like, Ah oh, shoot, we can't hear the collective anymore. I guess we'll just lay down and die. And then the Romulans were like, <laughs> we need somewhere to live. That's just full of creepy bodies. If we just kind of sweep up a little bit, then we can live there. I think that's probably the case. Um I do like the uh the Voyager finale. The problem is that it just kind of ends. There's not really mm-hmm. an epilogue to explain what just happened. <laughs> it just goes credits and that's the end of the show. Um, so we, we honestly don't know, like it, it looked like Janeway dealt a crippling blow to them, but you know, they could still be out there, you know, like, uh, licking their wounds, you know, Janeways, because there are two of them. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of time travel in Star Trek as you'll probably find out. Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you think we'll see time travel in this series? I, I kind of hope not, honestly. Yeah. Because Discovery so think... just did a time travel thing, like a pretty significant one. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Oh, everything okay? It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I think, I think no. Troy's wife just... Yeah, that's Becky. Oh my god. So I have my arm up Hi, here. Where did my window go? <laughs> I have my arm up and I couldn't like see behind me very well. And then I just saw movement behind my arm and I was like, what was that? And then there was a face and it <laughs> <laughs> genuinely scared me. Yeah, we're almost done. <laughs> Dinner's done. Okay, I'll be there just a second. <laughs> I hurt my wrist. I literally fell over. I was so startled. God, that scared the crap out of me. It's funny. Oh man, we're leaving all that in. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so I have to go because dinner's ready. I was trying to think. I wanted to like. I so I'm struggling because I want to give. Tyler, more questions to try to answer, but I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, we'll just we'll just go to old questions. Can Tyler, would you be willing to answer some more questions? Sure, that's right. Yeah, because so so t- uh, Troy and I actually came up with a few questions, but I guess you answered them before we were able to give you the new questions. Um, you like recorded the episode. Eric and I are like sitting there typing like back as, and we, were, as we were like, and then the it. episode popped up, and we're like, oh, we okay. were workshopping those questions. I thought it. I thought the episode was great, but yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, well, here's one. Based on what you've seen so far, Tyler, what can you tell me about Romulans? I was going to ask you questions about Romulans. <laughs> like, why are they like Earth's oldest enemies? We're going to, we'll, we'll get into that in the future. For now, you got to tell okay. us what you know. Um, yeah. 
they they were try uh Picard was trying to move them into Mars mm-hmm. and then robots killed them for some reason. That's what I know about Romulans. Um and so I guess the reason they were trying to kill Dodge is because they don't like synthetic beings because they killed all their people. That's almost what happened in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and almost, they spit course. acid. Um <laughs> what do you know about Vulcans? Vulcans? Mm-hmm. Uh I know Spock is half Vulcan, half human, and they're all like, their society is all about logic, and they do a nerve pinch that paralyzes people. Yep. That's That's true. Yeah. Um, let's see. I want one more. Okay, we'll we'll do we'll do the triple one. Do you know what a triple (laughs) is? I have no clue. I've never heard that word. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a very brief thing about the triple, and then you need to try and try and expand on what you think it is based on what I tell you about it. Okay. okay. Tribble is the greatest ecological threat to the galaxy. What is it? Are you saying they're like an invasive species or something? Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Give me more. Okay. Um, I'm Getting imagining, warmer. I'm imagining them as a parasite for some reason. The word triple just sounds like it would be a small thing. Okay. What do they look like? Um, well, I'm imagining them looking like like cells. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. And why are they the greatest ecological threat? What What is the specific threat that they pose? Uh, they're 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 eating the the whatever fuel that spaceships run on. Ooh. <laughs> That's kind of a good that's that's a good pull. It's completely wrong, but that's a good pull. <laughs> now I can't decide if I want to tell you or just like leave it. <laughs> we could we could leave it for next episode. Sure. I think I think we should leave Tyler in suspense at the end of each one of these. <laughs> Do you think that's gonna be like an important thing to know for this series? Or <laughs> maybe <laughs> just i'm not gonna tell you what i think this is funny because this is basically what i do to bill on our uh, attack on titan podcast oh, it's kind of huh yeah i'm like hey bill what, what do you think the name of our podcast even is <laughs> the, pro- the difference is you know the answer to your or to no not the answer well yeah the answer because your questions are about things that are coming in the future for him i can't ask you things about the future for picard because like well, i don't know there's not a lot <laughs> to go on yet but what does it mean that there were five queens of hearts yeah, I'm sure we'll have a better reading by the end of the next one. I think so. Tyler, it's your show. You got to close it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, wait. Should well, we do our shows? Do we get to promote our stuff? No, I'm just going to end the episode right here. <laughs> oh, uh, dang it. Yeah. So, uh, Troy, where can people find you? On Twitter, at Troidal Power. And I host a podcast called Best Animated Shows Ever So Far. We talk about cartoons like the Star Trek animated series, which has tribbles. It's a good point. It's really good. Yeah. Troy so, also yeah. has a podcast called Troll Power Presents a Power Playthroughs Podcast with Troll Power, where he plays games in a powerful way. It's trying to be concise. <laughs> What's not concise about Troll Power Presents the Power Playthroughs Podcast with Troll Power? It's a good point. You mean TPP, TPP, wait. I feel like Shoot. that's longer. TPP, 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 no. TPP, 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 WTP.
Yep. Um, and then Eric hosts podcasts that aren't nearly as dumb as mine. <laughs> yeah. Where, where can people find you, Eric? Eric? He believed you when you said you were ending the show right there. <laughs> he was like, all right, I guess I'll go. Uh, so, hey guys, sorry. Eric has a podcast. Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> can you hear me? Uh huh. Awesome. What were you saying? Uh, I was asking you where people can find you. Oh, uh, so I've got, uh, let's see, I'm on Twitter at Eric Slater. That's E R I K S L A D as in dog E R. Um, I've got a history podcast called Epic Fails of History, and that's Epic with a K. You can find it at epicfails.podbean.com. That's Epic with a K. And then you also have books that are Epic with a C. <laughs> I, also, I also have a, a, a middle grade uh, history series uh, called Epic Fails. Uh, but yes, it is spelled with a C um but yeah they're uh kind of a funny look at history all about you know failures that we should learn from and all about not giving up that's so pressure with what we tied the episode because picard is like you need to learn about history so you're not doing to repeat it and you don't know what the historical context you you over know what i do i do love the dunkirk reference in the episode i thought that was brilliant <laughs> Next next episode, Eric, can you tell us about Dunkirk? Because I don't know. I know that there was a movie that was just made called Dunkirk, but that's all. That's literally all I know about Dunkirk. So uh, that's your homework. You want me to save it for the next episode? Yeah, because I got to go eat dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I actually want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually curious, so I want to know, but not right now. I, I like how okay. Picard yeah, no insulted worries. a woman for being dumb. Wow. Okay, she was being <laughs> awful. She was given specific things not to ask about in the interview. Yeah, what was about that them. about? This is Picard. How many times no has he saved the Federation? That didn't make any sense mm. to me. Yeah. yeah, and she was like just messing with the fact that he has PTSD. Like, you remember all those people that died? Right? And it was your fault. <laughs> remember when you killed all those people? That was awesome. <laughs> remember when you killed all those people that other time? That was, that was awesome. Uh -huh. You feel bad? <laughs> but that really keeps you up at night remember when your best friend died that was awesome tyler where can people find you uh you can find me at uh jack's cat cult on most things like instagram twitter i have a facebook page for some reason i don't know but yeah that's about it um and you can find all things mostly me and troy at uh probablywork.com yeah. and you can find all of us in a transporter room three to beam up I just decided to end your show for you. I hope that's okay. Is, is that how we're ending it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you put in the sound. It goes. I was just going to put that sound in there. <laughs> the way you just made. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Goodbye. Are you a fan of high fantasy epic book series that are converted into television series? No, not that one. I mean an epic book series that is actually complete. I'm referring to The Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan's fantasy masterpiece 
that was completed posthumously by Brandon Sanderson. Well, I have the perfect podcast for you. The Taveren is a Wheel of Time podcast where three gentlemen go through the series one chapter at a time in their own special way. Follow along as Bill, Rob, and Rich re-experience this great epic. Experience for yourself a world full of vibrant locations, colorful characters, and storylines that will never fail to surprise. Visit a world that Game of Thrones can only wish was as fleshed out and complete. The Taveren, a Wheel of Time podcast, is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably network of podcasts. Find our podcast wherever you get your podcast feed, or visit probablywork.com for episodes of this podcast and other great shows. We will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.